Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Barrett Ejectish and Ryan Huang. It's time now for Travel Thursday. Give me a VTL. Mm. No more VTL. No. Start. Stop. Here's a VTL. I take it back. <laughs> yeah. So, Jerking uh, us yeah. around. You should see social media and you know? people are... Yeah. They're just, they're just losing it. They're like, so what is the point of this and what is the point of that? I mean, it's natural. We're all educated, mm. right? We, we will question things. Yes. But it is also understandable. If you did your research, yes, you would yes, realise yes, yes. that some of this pulling back is necessary at this point. I mm. mean, most recently, it was announced that airlines will no longer be able to sell new VTL flight tickets for travel into mm. Singapore from Thursday till January 20th. So that's today, be- right? Yeah. yeah. So this is because of the rising number of imported COVID-19 cases and if we mm. just calmed down a little we would understand I know everyone was saying that oh we were finally seeing light at the end of the tunnel but now it seems to be fading but I think we should still remain optimistic at least travel has started yeah but this is a new norm right they're trying to figure it out so if a VTL is a VTL both ways or if it has to evolve a VTL plus SHN kind of there's so many letters oh, involved here. all those Alphabet. abbreviations yeah. It, yeah. I guess the struggle is really keeping up in the rule changes mm. uh, so I mean you've got suspension of sales applying to those travelling on the Singapore-Malaysia land VTL eligible travellers who have earlier bought tickets still allowed to travel via the quarantine free travel scheme mm. and while this affects customers consumers it also affects those in the advertising sphere the marketing sphere right because mm. then you got to change your plan yeah the travel agencies all companies that are related to the travel industry I think have had to do this in the last two years and especially now uh, because of the start-stop nature of regulations. So how exactly can advertisers handle all of these uncertainties better? Uh, We're joined now by Stuart McClellan, Senior VP APEC at Rakuten Advertising to find out more. Good morning, Stuart. Morning. Now, Stuart, it's clear Rakuten is uh, one of the leading global providers for marketing and advertising services and tech for travel as well. So, considering news from yesterday, how are you processing all of this? <laughs> yeah, look, very good question. I think, you know, more broadly for the, the travel industry, you know, we, we've got to be ready to adapt at any moment. I think the developments from yesterday's show is anything that we've just got to be able to react very quickly. We, we've got to be able to work on our long-term goals, but we also need to be able to re- react and respond to the latest mandates for travel advertisers you know, we need to look at what do consumers actually want, you know, because these things will continue to happen, but what do they want? How can we adapt to that? The ability to get a full refund and enhanced cleaning are the two top considerations for the traveler, according to Expedia. And ourselves, our partners, the advertisers we work with, we've got to, you know, take that on board and make sure that we are offering those, those full refunds when things change outside of our control, because failure to do so, making it difficult for a consumer to get a refund will actually put them off. So we're just making sure that we're supporting our partners and 
and our advertisers. But the one positive thing, as you were talking about before I joined, there is a huge pent-up demand for travel. Uh, one positive travel advertisers, travel companies can take on board is that when the situation is right, um, there is a huge appetite to travel. When we look at our network data from September to November 2021 and compare it to 2019, which is pre-pandemic, we saw a doubling in the number of clicks, which is a sign of intent. So that just shows that in Singapore and Southeast Asia, there is just a huge appetite for travel. So hopefully very soon we'll, we'll all be able to do so. So would you have an idea of how important reaction time is you know, from the time that some kind of change is announced to the time that uh, customers are com- communicated with? Oh, look, I think uh, as soon as possible. I think most consumers, to be quite honest, are probably keeping an eye on all of this themselves anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I recall when I was fortunate enough to travel on a VTL to Germany nice. and every day you're checking. So I think it's <laughs> almost the consumers are going to tell you almost as quickly as you, you right. find out yourself. You talked about the ability to get a full refund and things like that that are now most appealing to travelers. But Mm -hmm. that's part of the value proposition that players in the industry have to offer, Mm -hmm. whether you're an airline or a hotel for that matter. In terms of advertising the right messages, pushing out the right messages to travelers at the right time, how does one really do this at a time when travelers' needs and what they're looking out for at any particular time might be changing because of those changing regulations? Look, I think the online or travel, the travel vertical has always been, it was one of the first to really engage with online as a medium for connecting with with consumers. You know, consumers are very, very comfortable and confident, you know, researching online, finding the best price online. I think for the travel advertiser, it's key to make sure that, you know, you stay true to what has always worked in, in online advertising for travel, which is think about driving brand recall and brand consideration with your inspirational messages, making sure that you know, clarifying and, and confirming that you are able to meet the consumer's demands around some of these new new trends, such as, you know, a full refund. We're also focusing on, on the, the sales that you're driving and making sure that you're working with partners that can do both. So that's where I think the travel advertiser needs to focus in, in the next, I'd say, next two years. Wow, two years. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about, and I know you mentioned this, uh, that while there is optimism in the air, which is a good thing, how, how do you manage the caution heading into 2022? You look at news of the Omicron variant, but you also see news that, okay, it might not be as bad as Delta. How do you, how do you manage this caution? I, I find it's probably the most stressful thing in the job right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been tough for a lot of people, but, you know, as, as businesses, we've got to be positive. We've got to assume that things will, will return to normal and be, be ready for that. Um, okay. From a travel uh, perspective, um, research done by Audley Travel showed that they expect um, larger booking sizes and higher spend as travel returns as, as consumers want to make experiences as special as possible. And that was backed up again by Expedia that showed four out of 10 travelers will likely splurge on travel and the same number said they will make the most of travel. So we've got to remain optimistic. Travel will return. And of course, perhaps we'll see uh, people spend more as they want to make it more special because they haven't been able to travel and see friends and family for, for quite some time. What sort of tactics should marketers be investing in at this point in order to reach potential customers as we move forward? And including in terms of converting those who are on the fence 
about traveling at this point? Yeah, look, I think you've got to reassure customers. And I go back to my earlier point around staying true to the objectives that have worked historically. You know, if, if you can get in front of the right consumer with the right message, um, drive that brand recall, make sure that they clear the, the things they need. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of research out there that tells us what consumers need. You can drive that brand consideration. And then, of course, you've got multiple channels that will help you drive sales uh, online. So, you know, I think the last, well, since the pandemic started, we've seen a real explosion in, in influencers, be that social influencers or kind of blogs. I think brands, particularly in the travel space, have really leaned into that. They're already doing it, but, you know, have leaned more so. I think that gives people the confidence when they see, you know, someone they trust visiting a destination, traveling on an airline, uh, and having a great experience that's safe, that's clean, you know, that, that's going to help. And then working with the, the myriad of different digital channels to, to help with, with conversion. And that's where, you know, across all of that, that's where, you know, affiliate marketing can really, really play a role. Do it. I'm glad you brought up the influencers and the micro-influencers things. Very interesting. In the tourism and travel advertising sort of industry, uh, which form of advertising really stands out now? And by that, I mean social media or, you know, regular online advertising. What are your thoughts? Mm. Well, look, social advertising has, has always been effective for travel, given the beautiful imagery that you can post, the, the ability to, you know, track and track the click-throughs and optimize to conversions. It's always been pretty powerful. Paid search, again, you're capturing the moment of intent, as Google call it, when someone's searching for something that's relevant, either your brand or a destination. And affiliate marketing, which we specialize in, is particularly effective given the travel advertiser would only pay should a sale be confirmed. So, you know, we, we can operate with influencers, we can operate with blog sites, comparison sites, and of course, loyalty and, and cashback sites. And um, what's great about what, what affiliate marketing does, the travel advertiser only pays if, if a consumer completes the travel. So it's mm. kind of risk-free in these um, turbulent times. Mm. I mean, as someone who is so plugged into the tourism sector, are you seeing hotels who have been hit so badly? Are you seeing them step up in their engagement of influencers at this time? Yeah, look, we've certainly seen with the advertisers we work with uh, heightened demand okay. for working with influencers. And of course, you'll see a, a, a large number of influencer uh, platforms that okay. are popping up that um, advertisers can work with. But I think where advertisers need to be careful is, you know, it's easy to get sucked into the the marketing spiel, if you will, of some of these platforms that claim to be able to do everything you want. I think that's where it's important to work with a partner who can help validate those, run some tests for you before you you know, spend a lot of money unnecessarily in a time when you've got to be very conscious of budgets. Singapore has been known as a travel hub and it took us many years to get to this stage but some might say that during these times where so many of us are facing restrictions because of COVID-19, that status means very little. What do you think, though? Is there a way of capitalizing on Singapore's reputation, even at this time, uh, in order to stand out from the competition in the travel industry? Oh, very, very good question. I mean, I, 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 would, I would hope that there was opportunity, but I do feel that just the, the global mindset towards this means that, you know, people will want more long-term travel. I think the travel hub um, reputation we had where we would facilitate long-haul travel, mm. offer a few nights stay, 
the research seems to suggest that people are looking for getting to a destination and spending more time there, spending more time and more money there. So uh, it, it might be some time before we see the, the travel hub return where people are taking just a couple of nights here, you know, mm-hmm. particularly when you then have to take PCR tests for onward travel, people won't want to risk it. So I think that will be a challenge for 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 Singapore in the short to medium term. So I've got a bit of a two-part question and I'm quite curious about this. What are your thoughts on advertising and marketing for the travel sector in the post-COVID world? And what would you say to companies or, or smaller groups who are a bit put off by working with partners? Look, I think what, what people are doing now prepares for the post-pandemic world. You know, if you're able to build that trust with consumers by offering the full refund, making it clear that, you know, you're, you're prioritizing cleanliness and offering them different experiences, you know, such as Hilton and, and Conrad offering kind of 360 virtual reality experiences. I think you're, you're setting the groundwork there for ensuring that you're top of mind. We've also seen a lot of clients undergo replatforming, uh, which means, you know, changing their website, changing their booking engine to make it cleaner mm. and quicker for consumers. So I think there's a lot of work that can be done now during a period of, you know, quiet or, or relative quiet, albeit, you know, quite turbulent. And then, as I say, I think you'll, you'll see a return to the, the, the same objectives as previously, you know, get the brand recall uh, as high as possible through working with influencers, getting that inspiration, and then working with partners across affiliate marketing, your social advertising and paid paid media through Google to to drive conversions. So, yeah, I think hopefully advertisers have have used this time to think about, you know, a lot of their structures, their their back-end systems, because historically travel has had a bit of a problem there. So, look, I think... In, in, in a couple of years, hopefully we'll look back on this and, and see it as a, a chance to have re, reset and, and drive considerable success. When it comes to talking about travel these days, I think top of mind, it's always costs. How much more is travel going to cost for the consumer, whether it comes to hotel stays or airline tickets? And as a result, would it cost travel operators much more to advertise as well? Give us a sense of where this part of the equation is heading. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that the, the, the feeling is that people would want to kind of save cost or minimize cost, particularly when you've got the additional costs associated with the likes of PCR tests and, and what have you. But the research is showing people want to spend more. So how can um, advertisers, how can hotels kind of make more compelling offers for longer stays, which deliver against that, you know, need for something special? I, I feel that that is something that will will really kind of kind of play out over the next couple of years. Mm, Got to have a lot of transparency, so because with these PCRs, it's dangerous. Like some countries, mm. it's public. Others, it's private and private takes longer and then, you know, that could mess with your flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been speaking with Stuart McLennan, who is Senior Vice President, Asia-Pacific for Rakuten Advertising. Stuart, appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe. Yeah, thank you, guys. Have a good Christmas. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.